Today's episode of InVibe Life Conversations podcast is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the In Vibe Live podcast with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. By tuning in, you are joining a community that will inspire you to increase balance, wellness, and joy in your life. We'll offer expert information and insightful conversations to help us all on our journey to live more in vibe. For more information and articles, remember to also check out our website at invibelife.com. That's E-N-V-I-B-E-L-I-F-E.com. And we're grateful that you're here. Hi, welcome to the InVibe Life podcast with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn, your founders of InVibe Life. We are here today and wanted to talk to you a little bit about mindfulness. Right. So I guess what we want to start with first is the Merriam-Webster dictionary. Definition of so mindfulness. So the official, the right? The official that definition. We might be dating ourselves. Right? Because when we were young, it was all Webster's Dictionary. Yeah, that I was guess the it, gold standard. Now it might be now it's Google's probably Dictionary. Dictionary.com or e-dictionary yeah. or i-dictionary. But right. we have the Webster's definition of mindfulness. And I'm going to read it to you. It's the practice of maintaining a non-judgmental state of heightened or complete awareness of one's thoughts, emotions, or experiences on a moment-to-moment basis. So the first thing that jumps out to me in that is awareness. Yes. Heightened or complete awareness. Yes. And so we talk about that all the time, even in particularly mindful movement and the term body awareness. I know you incorporate this everywhere, every day, every Every day day. you're teaching and everything you do. Yeah. It's one of the first things I really feel is my goal with somebody is to teach them to be aware of the state that their body's in. If you can be aware of where you are, that's the first path of healing because where people will start to get in trouble with like pain in their body is when it's creeping up and they're not aware enough to know, Ooh, I better start doing something now. They let it creep up and creep up and creep up until it's screaming at them. And you need to listen to the whispers of what your body's telling you versus the screams. And when you can, when I can have somebody be aware of what's going on, there is the first step to making changes to what's going on in their body. And that's how I incorporate awareness in my job as far as movement goes with working with people. But that could be applied to any part of your life. It doesn't any just part. have to be your body or movement. Right. It can be awareness of what's going on in your home, what's going on in your family. <clears throat> and I think one of the tricks to doing that, and another component of this definition, is learning how to be in the moment. Correct. The definition says, let me see, what does it say? Moment-to-moment basis. Experiences on a moment-to-moment basis. And we hear about being present all the time, but I don't know if a lot of people really take time to wrap their minds around what that means. Right. Um, being in the moments. So 
With myself, working with clients, and owning the studio, teaching other teachers how to work with clients, I try and give them tools to help them stay in the moment. Because when somebody comes in to your office for help, right, they've got back pain or they want to get back to exercise, they really need to be listened to. And so to stay in that moment, I really need to get somebody talking to me. I need them to tell me their story so that I can then see if I have, you know, find the tools to help them. And in order to get them to talk, I need to sit back and listen. And so to stay in that moment, I try, one of the tools is I tell people or I tell my staff, listen to every word someone's saying and repeat it in your head, every word as they're saying it. Therefore, my head is not jumping to another thought because they might be saying, oh, my left foot hurts and my head could be jumping to, oh, we can do this, this, and this to make it better. But if I just pause and listen to those words in my head, then there's going to be a little pause after they talk. And the next thing they say is going to be a deeper, the deeper picture behind why the foot's hurting or if, if we can get that foot to feel better, what it really means to them. It doesn't mean, oh, my foot feels better. No, it means I can go walking with my grandchildren. And you know? so, you know, that's something that you have learned in working with people. Right. But this is a part of any relationship. Any relationship. Any relationship. Right. Active listening or listening to other people yes. as much as you're talking. Yes. And I think the lessons you've learned because you deal with so many people on a daily basis mm -hmm. can be applied, though, for most of us. To anything. In our lives. To our friends, to our spouses, to our children. And, you know, I want to recommend right now, because we're talking about being in the moment, we, we've read so many books, you and I, right. between us. But I think <laughs> we love one to of, read. One of the best about this is, you know, kind of one of the gold standards of any mindfulness class, not that we're teaching one, is that Cart Tolle right. and the power of now. I think that's one of the best places to yeah. start. Um, not everything he says is going to resonate with everyone, and that's going to be the case for anyone you read. But he really beautifully breaks down. Yes. Being in the moment, being mm -hmm. in the present moment. Mm -hmm. And some of the things that come to mind is, you know, pay attention to nature when you're in nature. Right. Pay attention to your body and how it feels. Yes. Um, I know you said that in terms of listening to what someone's saying, but doing a body scan on our own body, body and yeah. understanding how it feels. You know, mm -hmm. lie down, get still get quiet, and pay mm -hmm. attention to what's going on within you. That's mm -hmm. being in the moment. Um, you know, Cheryl, that, and we've talked about this, I think, on our first podcast, that I start most days in meditation. And a lot of people think that's a very onerous task. Like, oh, I don't have time, or I can't right. sit still. That would be me thinking that. <laughs> right. But it doesn't have, it can, it can be whatever is meaningful to you. Right. Mm -hmm. So if it's three minutes for you, that's three minutes. Sometimes if it's that's five minutes or 10 minutes, and my goal is usually 20 minutes, but a lot of days it's 10 and some mm -hmm. days it doesn't happen at all, at, you know, but I try to start. And one of the reasons I like to do that, besides that it makes me feel good and it's just a great place to start my day, is if I do it, in the morning, 
then during the day when I have moments of frustration, I have that place to go back to. Mm -hmm. That place that I found in meditation, it's my reference point. And so if I'm stuck in traffic, if I'm really annoyed at someone in the grocery store line or the person at the bank or someone you're dealing with on the phone or whatever it is, you can go back to whatever your tools are, your breath, your mantra, your affirmation, and bring yourself back to that place of calm and that place of remembering, oh, this is what's real. Right. All that other stuff isn't what's real. This is what's real. Mm -hmm. Um, But there there are even other techniques you can use to increase your awareness and your attention. Right. So I sometimes wake up with... um, a little back pain, hip pain, that kind of stuff. And the first thing I like to do is really first I like to wake up before anybody else in my house. I do too. Because I like it to be Mm -hmm. my time, that quiet time. Unfortunately, I have a crazy dog that wakes up within 30 seconds of me because he's like, let's go run, 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 which is fine. He's not talking. He's just energetically (laughs) telling me he would love to be out on the streets with me. So I, I leash him up. And out we go. And I really, the whole time I'm running, I either say my mantra or I'm telling my body how to be more symmetrical in my run so that I'm not, like I tend to be dominant on my right side, so that I'm not powering through with my right leg, that my left leg really shows up and does just as much work as my right leg and that my shoulders are down and that, you know, my low back is long instead of arched. And, you know, I, I talk myself through this. So this, this is my way of being mindful through my run in the morning so that the rest of my day, I'm just more centered. I'm standing on both feet instead of always leaning to the right. And I guess that's, that's my little moving meditation where I listen to Amy, how she can get 20 minutes in of sitting still. (laughs) It blows my mind. I think it's like super meditator. But I guess I go get 30 minutes of running in, and that's my that's how I do it. You and know. for some people, it might be listening to music. Totally. For some people, it might be coloring. Yeah. For some people, it might be um, just looking at nature. Walking in nature, yes. And if walking is breathing, um, just hard for you, don't feel compelled. You know, right. just go look at the leaves or maybe walk barefoot in your yard. Yes, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So many things. Mm -hmm. All right. So I want to go to the next thing that jumps out at me in the definition of mindfulness. Yes. And it is, um, it, this is where it starts. The practice of maintaining a non-judgmental state of heightened or complete awareness. I think it's the key. I think it's the the one that so many of us struggle with. Mm -hmm. And okay. So here's the first thing. Recognize we all do it. We, we all, all do it. Judge. And we're not right now, Cheryl and I aren't even talking about judging other people. No, just we're ourselves. We're talking about judging ourselves. Yeah. You know? And uh, it's just, it's, that is a struggle to get away from. And I feel like I've been working on it and working on it and I'm not there yet, but I'm working on getting away yeah. from that because if I, you know, can stop judging myself, then there's a little more space for joy and balance and wellness and, you know, other things I want to incorporate. And just in my, you know, unofficial surveying of people on do you meditate or do you practice mindfulness or things like that, 
so often the first thing I hear people say is something along the lines of what you did. Oh, I can't sit still long enough. Right. Or, oh, I'm just not very good at it. Yeah. Or, judging it. And so the very myself. first place they go is judging themselves. Judging myself. They're judging uh-huh. themselves on not being able to avoid judging themselves. You know? <laughs> right? It's just crazy. So and, you know, yeah. one thing that I want to tell everyone, and Lord knows I work on it daily with myself, is it's just okay. It's okay. It, it, it's really okay. It doesn't okay. have to be black or white. You're doing great. You know, yeah. if you're even trying, you're doing great. If you yeah. even if you even want to increase your awareness, if you want to, if you're tuning in, you're doing great, right? <laughs> and then once you can get past judging yourself, you're probably not going to judge others harshly either, because you realize we're all in it together. Right. We're all trying for the same goals, trying mm-hmm. to get to the same place. We're here to grow and expand, mm-hmm. to experience joy, to be happy, and if we're all working on that together, right? we can forgive ourselves, we can forgive, forgive each other, yes. and no, no one has it figured out yet. No, no. But I have found when I can release the judgment behind things, there's a whole lot more joy. Right. A whole lot more joy. Because, you know, say, say maybe I'm judging somebody else for something that's happened. If I, if I can release that and not judge them, then 99% of the time, whatever I was judging is not true. You know, it's not true. Mm -hmm. Like, like I might be saying, oh, they intentionally did something to hurt me. Probably not. And if they did, they really probably need a whole lot of love. Because (laughs) No, really, because what sort of place are you in if you're trying to hurt someone else? Right, right, right. So mm-hmm. it's nice to, but that's a goal is to release that judgment, to stop judging. Or You know what I'll find that I do myself is that I see somebody judging and then here I am judging them for judging. Right. You know, so that is, and I have to take a step back and be like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then just talk myself off of that and when you release it, then you're not angry at them for whatever you might have thought they were doing that was judgmental. Right? And so mm-hmm. I'm going to put you on the spot. Mm-hmm. When you say, I release that, do you have a certain technique or is it just kind of going back to that place of peace and calm? Um, I don't know if I have a certain technique. I try and get it. There's this word that kept being thrown at me over the years that, didn't make a whole lot of sense in the beginning, but now it's very clear. I try and get away from duality. Mm-hmm. And duality to me is this feeling, uh, and there's many ways to think of that word, but one way to think of it is in duality, it means I'm right, you're wrong. Right. This, this is the way it is. That's not the way it is. You know? and, I try, and I feel like judgment and duality are very much hand in hand, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I try and find a space of non-duality. I, you don't have, I don't have to, you don't have to be wrong for me to be right. Yes. Isn't that great? Yeah. Yeah. And so, but that's also a conversation I have with myself in my head, you know, and that's gotten a lot easier and a lot better as I've aged. Maybe going back to that place though. 
Right, going back to And this is why it's so wonderful to put some practices in place in your life, mindfulness practices, yes. whether they're physical movement or stillness. Sometimes, I think you talked about practices. Sorry to yeah. interrupt you. No, but that's good. I, I will, if I feel an anxiety or a nervousness or something coming on or an, an anger, which sometimes is all stemming from a place of judgment, I'll just say in my head, all is well. That's my favorite. All is well. All is well. And I'll repeat it. And the first time somebody told me to do that and I started doing it, I thought they were crazy because I didn't think all It might have been me. <laughs> it was probably you. It was probably you. And I thought, whatever. Yeah. You know, and then maybe it got the, the train and the head got too fast. And I thought, well, hell, I guess I'll just try what Amy said, you know? <laughs> all is well. All is well. And that you feel really stupid the first five times you say it. But about that sixth time, you're like, oh. Maybe all is well. Okay, so know? let's take it there. I'll share my other favorite one, the, uh -huh. the next corollary to all yeah. is well. I am well. Oh, nice. I, that's I am one. well. And I so am. when you remember that in this place, mm -hmm. in this moment, I'm well. All is well. Yeah. And so I'll give you one of my little life hacks. Yes. This. This when life we hacks. talked about taking something like your mantra, I am yes. well or all is well, and applying it throughout your day. Yes. When you go throughout your day, you're running errands, you're at the grocery store, you're at the bank, all these places we've already just talked about, you get frustrated, people say, hi, how are you? My response has gotten to be over the years, I am well. Oh, and nice. so in that moment, yeah. so many things happen and open up to me then. First of all, I just repeated my mantra and yes. I probably did it aloud. I am well. Yeah. So I reminded myself. Yes. I am well. I'm uh -huh. grateful to be here. Then I immediately feel gratitude to the person who just asked me. Yeah, that they care. Because whether they knew, they whether they were doing it because it's on their list of what they have to say to every customer, right. or they genuinely wanted to know how I was doing, they still asked me. They asked you. They, they reminded you. They still took the time <laughs> to ask me, uh -huh. which allowed me to remind myself and share with them, yep. I am well. So then... I have this infusion of gratitude toward that person, and I try to, in my mind, kind of silently say a thanks to them. You know, I will oh, thank you, thank nice. you for asking. How are you, of course? But I try to take it to a deeper level of a, I wish good things for them. I hope they are well too. Nice. And so that throughout the day, I'm first of all reminding myself that I'm well, and I'm mm -hmm. second of all feeling gratitude mm -hmm. to the people around me and to my community. Which is a whole different podcast, Gratitude. It is. <laughs> we'll have to go into that one later, but that's a, a really life-changing mm -hmm. attitude to have. But um, it's thinking about what people, you know, when they ask, how are you? What I, it's funny that you read, bring this up today because I was leaving the office. I was talking to a client. She said, how are you? And I was like, I'm great. And I've noticed lately mm -hmm. that that's kind of been my response mm -hmm. because, you know, I think putting some of these things into practice, the mindfulness, the balance, you know. Um, I got a lot going on in my life, but guess what? It's great. Right. You know, and, and being present really helps you realize that, you know. Because we need to remember it too. Yes. Yes, very much so. Constantly. And, you know, a lot of what I think we do in mindfulness and wellness is a remembering. Yes. It's not really a learning. Mm -mm. It's a we know we know 
we are divine creations. Mm -hmm. We know we are well. Mm -hmm. We know that we are fortunate for the yes. most part. Yes. If you mm -hmm. boil it down, we, we just have to get back to that place. And sometimes it means getting rid of some of the clutter in our lives that can Beautiful. Yes. show up as busyness and yes. Yes. overworking, over scheduling mm -hmm. over everything. Mm -hmm. If we let that settle down a little bit, which is what mm -hmm. for me stillness does, for you movement does, yes. but when we let all of that settle, then we can remember. Also, well. to be a little more um, black and white with what you just said, getting rid of the clutter. The actual physical get, get clutter. The physical clutter. That really helps my mind stay clear and allow the space to be mindful because when my desk is dirty, mm -hmm. then I'm like, ah, I can't wrap my head around what I need to be present for. Right? Yeah. It's and a great tip. And for any of you who haven't read Marie Kondo's yes. book, go find it. What's the name of the book? Um uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Find it. Yeah, we'll Google it. it. We'll get it to you. But and it's we'll, a great. We'll put book. a link down. But when I, I'm, I've downsized a house a little over a year ago, and I read Tidying Up. I think. Tidying Up. Tidying with Up with Marie Kondo. With Marie Kondo, and when I went through that process, I did it for everything in my life. I went through the process of holding each thing in my life, touching each thing in my life. And it became a real spiritual experience. It wasn't just a cleaning experience mm -hmm. because you're really acknowledging these are the things I love and therefore I want to keep them. And you know what? Maybe I don't love this or I don't love this anymore. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so I will let it go. It's officially the life-changing magic, magic of, of tidying, tidying up. up. That's it. That's yeah. it. Thank you. So with Marie Kondo. And it's it's really good. And she has a whole little... I think she's a Netflix TV show series on Netflix. Now. Yeah, yeah kind of goes. She's into huge. That. So yeah. most of you probably have Never heard, heard of her, her or, <laughs> or read the book. But if you haven't, it's definitely worth it. Or watching one of her. She's very episodes. mindful. She's mindful it's in the a, whole process. It's being mindful about your surroundings. Yes. and your environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel that she's probably saved me some money. Right? <laughs> it makes me mindful of, do I really need another pair of exercise pants? Probably not. You know? And we're getting, we're getting off on an even bigger tangent now. But <laughs> right? I think you know this. I've had a few periods in my life where I designate a period of time and, you know, during you're Lent or, but you can do, you know, during the month of December or for the next 15 days or whatever you want to do, I'm not going to buy anything new for myself. Mm -hmm. And when you come out of that period, it really, really makes you more mindful. Right. I think about anything you're yeah. going to bring into your surroundings because I'm not saying that things are bad. I'm saying choose the things you love or that will really help bring you, you joy. or someone around think, yeah. you, someone mm -hmm. near you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, in short, you know, boiling this down, there are so many different ways that that word mindfulness, a lot of people think it just means meditating or it no. just means something <clears throat> spiritual or something new age. It really doesn't. It it's, doesn't. A, it's kind of an approach to life. Mm -hmm. Well, another way that I implement it in my life is with my children. I have two young children and they talk a lot <laughs> and I'm you know, trying to get dinner ready and just like every other mother, right? And they're talking. I try and really be present with what they're saying. 
And if I know I can't because I have to get something else done, I just let them know, hey, I'm not listening right now. And sometimes they continue to talk anyway, but I let I warned them, mom's not really hearing it. But you I try, do a great job of that. I try and listen to them and make eye contact to let them know that they've got me. You know, right now you've got my attention. Mm -hmm. And that took some work. And this is something I need to work on. My mm -hmm. kids are a little older mm -hmm. than yours, mm -hmm. and they have their own lives and hectic schedules. It's different, yeah. It is very different. Mm -hmm. And I find that I have an easier time applying principles to myself than I do to my parenting relationship. Ah, uh, right. That, that, that's the relationship I have the hardest time with, mm -hmm. I think. Parenting and parenting bringing mindfulness hard. to parenting. And doing it without stillness. judgment. Parenting without judgment. That's a lesson in judging yourself. Yes. Because don't we, moms and dads, Mom I'm sure guilt. too, it's feel so real. guilty. Yes, yes about everything. Real. Yes. And, you know, you always hear parents say, if I could take that pain for myself. I would. And we try to. We try to. Because we, we feel do. like we should. Yeah. Because of that guilt. Yes. Mm -hmm. But that, yeah, parenting is probably the most challenging place to be mindful. It is for me. It, I think most people, parenting's easy. We, I mean, it's, it's not easy. <laughs> they did not send us home with a manual. No. <laughs> uh, so um, I think children, movement, we've talked about, um, you know, speaking of another place I'm mindful or work on mindfulness is with my staff. You know, I try, mm -hmm. I, as much as I don't want to be their parent, um, it is almost that type of relationship. I need to listen, give them my attention, give them eye contact, you know, be the sounding board that they need, you know, and for those of you who want to take the time, Cheryl's written a great article on implementing core values, core values in your business, in your, mm -hmm. which really incorporates a lot of these principles, and it's on inviblife.com. You can go check that out. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But it, it really, you and Stephen have done a great job of creating not only a environment where you promote mindfulness in your clients and your mm -hmm. patients but also and with our staff and your staff yeah and with each other I think that has to come one thing I've discovered as a business owner that you know mindfulness is my goal with my clients if if we don't have it as staff with each other when somebody comes into our facility you can feel that if if there's if we're not getting along as a staff it doesn't work that's not a place of healing so I tried to, all the things that I really wanted to implement with the relationship of instructor-client had to first be instructor-to-instructor, instructor, right? Or uh, mm -hmm. PTs to Pilates instructors, that we all really listened to each other, you know, became aware of the space we were creating and just really being mindful of, you know, how we spoke to each other, how we built, built built each other up and listened to each other and helped each other out when maybe things weren't going great. So that's one makes place. it an authentic yes. goal it's, or an authentic uh -huh. environment. And it's not always easy. Mm -hmm. Just like the whole parenting thing. It's not always easy, but we're trying. You know? 
Okay, I think this is about bringing us to the end of our time. I'm going to just kind of wrap up the key elements we talked about, though, through that definition of mindfulness. And one was awareness. Awareness. Mm-hmm. In each moment. So being present, present in each in moment. moment. Non-judgment. And non-judgment. Lovely. And so this is a place to start. I think we can probably talk about all of oh, these things right. over and over and over again. And that's why we wanted to bring this conversation out early in our podcast series because we know we'll refer back to some of these elements so right we hope you've um, gotten a couple things to start thinking about and maybe a little indication of some of the themes you'll see throughout the in vibe life mm-hmm. podcast and we're so glad you joined us yes today. thanks for listening thank you and we'll have some links on our website we will. that will take you to some of the books that we refer to over the podcast that maybe you can Read some of those, and that will help you become more mindful in your life. Yeah. So thank you so much. We hope you have a great day. We are all well. (laughs) Bye. All is well. All is well. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the In Vibe Life podcast. For more information and to join our community, be sure and check out our website at www.invibelife.com. We look forward to sharing with you.